it is it's issue 10 of the infinite backlog a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy marvel comics i'm the secret andy and with me are my co-hosts young shane double digits baby still young though (laughs) and dead man rory oh hi everybody and i gotta tell you andy i love that energy (laughs) that starting energy yeah you know what it is (laughs) dead man rory what no (laughs) Well, so Dead Man Logan is a is a comic that I uh, I think exists. Is that right, Rory? <laughs> Am I uh, wrong about that? I'm not sure. I know Old Man, and I guess that would be if we're if we're following Muppet <laughs> logic. After Old Man is Dead Man. It is. <laughs> I think Muppet Treasure oh. Island should be the uh, the way that we 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 learn all of our concepts, all of our. Is it Old Tom concepts. or Old Pete? I forget. Yeah, I, I don't remember which one it is. Old Tom, <laughs> new Tom, dead Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Today's comics follow the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man, which is a song that I have sung, I think, three weeks in a row now. Uh, next week will not be like that. So look forward to that. We'll get something new in the mix. Uh, they're going to take us from March through August of 1966. And during this time, the Church of Satan is founded. The Freedom of Information Act is signed. And John Lennon apologizes for that earlier dunk on Jesus he did. <laughs> And uh, two of those are connected. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's fun is that he was willing to apologize to Jesus (laughs) and never his own children. (laughs) Dude, John Lennon was a really interesting guy. Uh, I love. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure his quote when he when he sort of does his redacted thing about the statement about Jesus, he says something like. Like, I didn't mean it like a lousy anti-religious thing. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> How did you mean it? Like, whatever. I don't know. It's, the, I think, it's, the, it's, I think it's an you, early example of a yeah. YouTube apology. I haven't. I have not studied the the incident, but it seems to me <laughs> it's very possible that there are more Beatles fans than Christians. Like, that's a reasonable po- like thing to, as, to, to assert. And mm-hmm. you're not really necessarily being you know, uh, a blasphemer. Just no. Being like, well, some of those Jewish guys who love the Beatles and they're not <laughs> big on the book you like. So yeah, the math, the math checks out. They don't like your book, but they love the white album. And <laughs> you know what? <laughs> who are we to say? Uh, we read six issues of Fantastic Four and four issues of Spider-Man. Do, which one do we want to do first? Maybe Spider-Man first? It's easy no, to get No, let's save the best for last. Save the oh, best for Oh, you last. had more fun with Spider-Man? Because I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it had, uh, good flash, no substance. Yeah, it was pretty empty. Wait, yeah. no, 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 no. That's not what I said. I said save the best for last. So let's do Spider-Man first. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I misunderstood you. Because I feel, yes, that is how I feel. Okay. No, okay. I did that well, on purpose to fuck with you. So. You know, you, well, <laughs> Well, now, now the egg's on my face. Put that egg back. Uh, this, this is uh, well. We start with we, this is just like three weird, not quite connected stories, right? I mean, they're all yeah. they go really. Did we read four this week, or we is did one read of them... four? Yeah. What do you mean? So, so when you say there's three weird, not quite connected stories, what's the one that's not? Well, okay. So now the egg is back on my face, and I wish that you would put it away. <laughs> I wish that you would just. I wish that you would just put the egg away once and for all. Okay. Uh, that would be really great for me so that I don't, you know, keep saying wrong numbers and wrong things. Gonna ru- we're going to rub that yolk in. Oh. <laughs> there are four not-so-connected stories uh, yeah, and then a little bit of a, a hint of Norman Osborn. This was a bit of a sleeper for Spider-Man. Yeah, we get, we get Norman Osborn and the school drama and the Betty drama is a little bit substantive, but all of the villain stuff is monster of the week kind of Yeah, there's, there's nothing fights. going on. <sighs> Hey, hey, wait. Hey, hey, Stan. Hey, Stan. <laughs> this is my open letter to Stan Lee. Tell me this fucking lady's name. What is this person's name? 
No, it's always different. It's like the it's like the uh, the the rotating list of assistants on Bones with David Boreanaz. It's a new girl every issue. Is it a new girl every issue? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the 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 assistant. Yeah. Do I just not care enough because it's not Betty <laughs> that I didn't notice they're drawn different? Yes, I'm pretty positive. It that's was the it case. was hard to tell until one of them was like a red blonde. The other ones are yeah, yeah, yeah. blonde or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh my god. The first two or the first two to maybe even four. I wasn't counting. Were <laughs> kind of carbon copy. Yeah, Betty people. types. Brandt Betty likes. types. Brant likes. Betty types. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I actually. So there is a there's a fun moment in the in the last issue that we read where uh, where Ned Leeds comes back and they both think that Betty has run off with the other and they're both like, "How's Betty doing? She's not uh, with you." So this this was the last <laughs> issue we read and this was a game changer <laughs> because Tell me. I I have spent forty issues of Spider Man. Believing that I guess he doesn't show up in issue one, but whenever he shows up, of all the time we've been reading Spider-Man since the appearance of Ned Leeds, I've been giving this guy a shit ton of rope. And yep. it turns out he's a criminal just like Peter. He's just hiding it better. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a nasty gross boy, and he's off and he's off my he's off the the nice list. Yeah. You know what? There's a there's. I think we have to take a couple of nice hunks off our list to make room for one big one we'll mention later. <laughs> um, so I think Ned Leeds, Molten you can Man? move on aside. No, no, no. <laughs> we will talk about him later. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Ned, Ned, and Peter have this really sort of. It's just a gross tone that they have this out and out like argument fight. Yeah, Ned Leeds is allowed to feel jilted and angry, but yeah. there's some lines in there that maybe we can attribute to poor writing, but he was if we say that, the thing is is he was always written by the same person, you know, so it's a mm -hmm. it's tricky. He says something along the lines of like I never liked you, Parker, which is Yeah. which is which undercuts the whole thing we were saying. Like he was yeah, always exactly. a really wholesome, well-adjusted non-school shooter type and uh he kind of lost all that energy. Mhm. Mm and you know, I think that so there's there's some there's some interesting context. This is issues issue 38 of Spider-Man is Steve Ditko's last issue on Spider-Man. And it's his last thing that he did for Marvel. And oh. my understanding of what went down here, it's very it's very broad. So anyone listening who has more information, please tell me I'm wrong on Twitter. But my understanding is that. He really wanted he had a huge disagreement with Stan Lee over uh, Norman Osborn being uh, the Green Goblin. And it is th they've both like, like as they got older and maybe had bad memories or maybe tried to change this, the story. They've both changed their stories about which side they were on. It's very odd. But one of them wanted like like one of them wanted it to just be any like some rando we'd never met because like, oh, that's just real life. Like sometimes the bad guy is somebody you've never met Which, in, your, in your life. But that's also Norman Osborn, unless they keep that secret for a long time. But we've already seen him doing being a little a little spooky. Right. And the other one was like, no, it needs to be somebody like a Norman Osborn that we're introducing right now so that it has relevance to the plot. Like it needs to be somebody close to Peter in some way. And it apparently it was just a huge problem and they ran off. And I think... Dicko's like natural tendency is like angsty, angry shit. And it was getting more angry. And I think a lot of Peter's angry energy is due to Dicko and the way he draws him and the way Stan had to sort of write to fill it in. Could be. And I, okay. I'm actually, I, my understanding is that starting next issue, I think Peter might chill. And <laughs> we're not we're not slated to read any more Spider-Man after this, but I'm probably going to add at least one more issue in just to see what it looks like with a different artist and maybe initial like a different energy, but uh, but yeah, it's like everyone's angry in these last in this last like slate of Spider-Man that we've been reading. It's just all so mad and angry. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, actually, the the end of this issue is is super funny to me because uh, this whole time we've been fighting this guy named Joe Smith. It doesn't even bear mentioning, but he's this just whole sort time of, one issue. One issue is the Joe Smith issue. Yes, one the whole time in this issue. Yeah, the whole time fighting, of one issue, Rory. <laughs> we've been fighting Joe Smith, and he, you know, so finally Spider Man wins by punching the sense back into Joe, and then he punches out a bunch of hitmen that Norman Osborn sent after Spider Man, and then he sees a mannequin that kind of looks like Ned Leeds, and he punches the mannequin too. <laughs> yeah, this issue was this issue was a mess. Uh. 
<laughs> Joe Joe is a nothing character who's not even really a villain. He's like supercharged with power, uh, but he's not like he's not super villain strong. He's just like a problem strong. And mm-hmm. then a, a a problem strong is <laughs> un- unfortunate that you are that strong. Sorry, friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a problem for me. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was a that was a, this was a really weird issue. And if it were not for any of the development with uh, Betty Brant and, mm-hmm. and Ned Leeds, it would have been an absolutely skippable episode or issue. That mm-hmm. um, yeah, that had just zero. It had nothing going for it. It was uh. Probably the worst issue of Spider-Man we've read. I would agree. What do you think, P- Peter? I almost called you Peter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> okay, all right. What, what do you think, Shane? I um no, I I totally agree. It's little. It's garbage. It's it's sad when the the two things that make me like laugh the most out of all these Spider-Man issues are there's a whole section where Stanley's like we promised Adi he'd get some pages to do some big words so do the big bubble words right yeah, and do that's those like, sound effects Stan yeah there do the go. sound effects and it's so th- that those like two pages were incredible yes. but then there's also there's a part where they call him P. Parker Esquire and it makes me die <laughs> like it's <laughs> so fucking it's that's the looter the looter's comic oh, the looter Yes. Nor- you, you're, you're talking about Norton G. Fester. Yeah, Norton G. Fester, <laughs> aka the looter. AKA the man that huffs meteor gas to get yeah. high. And- <laughs> AKA yeah. editor's note, the Fester Man. The amazing Fester Man. They want to change the comic to the amazing Fester Man if they don't capture him. God. With the with the bad issue we were just do- dogging on real quick, uh, there was an interesting advent uh in Every basically compared to every Marvel thing we've read or previously, and that is multiple pages of fight of uh, fight uh, panels, fight sequences that are mm-hmm. not just ch- they're covered just, they're in devo- stand they're vomit. not covered in text. Yeah, they're they're blank, and it's kind of nice. It is so nice. Oh my god, to be able to spend that little time on a page and go, oh look at this cool art, and then flip it. It's like heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. Yeah, because that's the that's the that's the sort of trick. The trick is like, or not trick. Like the secret is, you know, obviously they're comic books. There is reading involved, but like the more story you can tell visually, usually yeah. the better. The better you are as a as a writer and as an artist, whichever one is doing the heavy lifting in that in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough to look at. It's tough to see. Like issue to issue, which is why I'm excited for Stan to get a little bit of his fingers out of all these pies. Uh, I'm sure the other writers that replace him do kind of his style for a while, but uh, at least something different might be nice. God, what else? What else did we even have in Spider Man? He fought Molten Man oh, we again. Had, Molten Man had to take not his just off Molten again. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, we meet a sex. We meet a sexy like Mad Men era Molten Man in a in a in a, in a suit. He and even says, also, I can't fight without with my clothes on. He's like, I have yeah, to take these off. I he's have got to quick, fight with my clothes he's off. He's got a quick release suit that he can, that oh, he can yeah. shed that, that, that uh, comes off his slippery skin like a, like a snake molting in, uh, in yeah. Fast for Forward. Spider-Man. He did just it just for Spider-Man. For oh, wait, there's another editor's note in the Molten Man one where they talk about Spider-Man blithely romping. And yes. that's my favorite sentence. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like he's a fucking seal on a beach or something. You have to remember, to, uh, listeners. You have to remember that Molten Man canonically is constantly slippery. <laughs> he's, he's a slippery boy. <laughs> he's a chiseled hunk that you just can't pin down. He's like a pig. He's a pig in grease. <laughs> oh, shiny golden pig. Oh. <laughs> Man. Before we before we sort of slowly find our way out of Spider Man, I I do want to pay attention to that that uh that looter issue for a couple things. Um, one is it's so it's so funny to read Peter his reaction. His reaction is like clearly so sixties and totally alien to me now. Where a girl invites him to a party and then she's like, "Oh, it'd be so nice to have a smart boy around." And he thinks, "Oh no, not again! Will I always be thought of as nothing but an egghead?" And it's like. Dude, 
This girl's inviting you to a party and she's into the fact that you're smart. This girl likes you because you're a nerd and you just yes. fucked that up. You just yep. you were born <laughs> on third base and couldn't and couldn't get home, brother. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's basically like, will no one call me hunk? It's like this it's it's fucking wild, dude. You have ah oh, God, he drives me nuts. You know, there is somebody who called him a hunk. Remember in high school, there's a boy who felt him up and was like, oh shit. Oh yeah, yeah that's oh, right. He, that totally that random boy who was like, hey, 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 Flash, this there's some melons under this these guy is, <laughs> This guy is angular <laughs> under these clothes. I, th- I think Peter might be cut. Yeah. <laughs> I think Peter might have some muscle. <laughs> Can we talk about how the meteorite farts in that dude's face and then he gets powers? <laughs> The looter is nothing. He's actually nothing. <laughs> the he's, looter he's, is with and meteor farts, and that's why he has meteor powers. Farts. He gets strong, <laughs> and then he has a hot air balloon in his backpack, and that's that's his whole deal. <laughs> the, okay. The other thing I did want to mention on that on that issue is that there's an incredible uh, sort of double wide panel that I thought was like really classic Spider Man, like in a way that made me smile, like super genuine. Where uh, he's he's like been fighting him as he's on his little backpack hot air balloon, and he manages to knock him out, and he's just monologuing. Spider Man's just being talking about how being a hero has like no social security, no paid vacations or Christmas bonuses, <laughs> and then he's like, "And but you know what? It's it's kind of okay. I get to be outside. I get to be my own boss. Oh, I'm not boring you, am I? Oh, I think you fell asleep on me, and it's it's like <laughs> it felt really good. Like that's the good Spider Man energy. Yeah. Like he's beat, he's knocked a guy mm-hmm. out, and he's just monologuing and having fun. While he floats off into the sky, and it, that that's funny. It's funny as shit to me, and I wish that everything was like that. Uh, it's just not right now. It's an interesting aspect of Spider-Man that we haven't touched on much. That he's for some reason kind of incapable to have all of the charisma that Spider-Man has as Peter Parker. Yeah, he's got some block, and he's full of angst, and 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 uh, he's just. Um, it's interesting, right? Like it's believable mm-hmm. to to a degree, to the degree that like. I believe he doesn't know, like, he's he's not burdened by any sort of, like, association or identity or whatever. Like, as yeah. Spider-Man, he's, he's kind of, he's, he's totally free. He can shed his anger, and that's fun. It is. He's still kind of pretty upsetting as Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And hey... I know, I know. I said we're gonna read at least one more issue next week, but this is this is our final week of regular Spider-Man reading for a little bit. That makes me uh, really sad. I'm gonna keep reading it. Yeah, I, I might a little <laughs> bit. We'll see. But we are we are kind of walking away from it for a little bit, and we're gonna check in when there's like big story stuff. Do you know why it's kind of lo- lost its essential trades? You know, mojo. Do you, I think just the because Dick, Dick the loss yeah, I think it's just because Ditko leaves. So I don't know. I don't know that it's really a a, a measure of quality or, or if it's just like that's where that like essential trade stops. But yeah, I think I think, uh, you know, at our discretion, we can add a little bit more back if we want to. If we get really tired of something else, it's like, well, let's find out what Peter's up to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think getting some new blood in is a good idea anyway. Sure. That being said, we have a lot more Fantastic Four to talk about. Really quick, let's talk about the end of the Inhumans plotline. I mean, they kind of keep it, for some reason, they're kind of juggling it this whole time. Like, hey, don't forget mm-hmm. about the Inhumans. So I'm assuming that's going to come back pretty soon. Yeah, it's like they're scared to, to like, spin it out into its own title yet. And they want to keep it a Fantastic Four plotline, sure. and they don't want you to forget it. But we're doing something else right now. <laughs> it's kind of odd. Um, there is, so, so um, Maximilian has uh, released a negative force or a negative zone. Uh, and yeah. there, there is something, there's the best line I've ever seen written in any, in anything, I think. Wow. Okay. Nice. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> there's this, there's this negative zone that is, um, absorbing, uh, the, what is the name of the Haven? The, what's the name oh, of the, 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 the great refuge, the great refuge. And, uh, Reed Richards says, tells Sue to put a force field up because, a zone can never defeat another zone. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the actual line is like a barrier can't can't beat can't beat a barrier. But right, it's, one it's, barrier it's, can't it's, defeat another barrier. It's the most absurd line, given no given no other like follow up. 
just yeah. like, oh, I guess, I guess zones can't beat zones. <laughs> uh, I I had a different line written down. I thought I thought you were going to talk about the the uh, narrator part. Talk about Black Bolt, and it's like Black Bolt stares at him for a yes, dozen a heartbeats. dozen heartbeats. <laughs> yes, for this. Yeah, it's it, oh my, it's so good because Maximus Maximus is being a real bitch and he's made oh, the Maximus, negative zone yeah, yeah. to uh to contain the great refuge since his his Atmo gun doesn't work. Um, and he's like, well, fuck you. I'm trapping us in here for the rest of eternity. And uh. And he's just like laughing at Black Bolt and Black Bolt stands there. And yeah, it says for the space of a dozen heartbeats, Black Bolt stands motionless. And then he just fucking backhands Maximus so hard in the face. It, it's actually it's actually a great panel. I, I love and, that so much. Yeah. And it's a gr- it's not a great description. It's a it's a noteworthy description. Like a dozen heartbeats is not unnoticeable. No, but it's not that long. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's like ten seconds. Yeah, well, it depends. On, I mean, if he's if his heart is beating fast because you know he's been fighting and he's black bolt, maybe he's got one of those hamsters. No, he's hearts. got a resting heartbeat of one beat per minute. You know that hunk. <laughs> yeah, you know okay. that hunk. <laughs> yes. It's literally just him staring at him, just like in, the whole world goes silent and it's just a super close up of his eye staring at him for ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite panel in this issue is the. There's one where I sent it to you guys. Uh, Medusa Medusa is like doing one of her like oh but the only man that I will ever love is Black Bolt and then it's like it's her walking away from him and he's just like sadly reaching for her but she's she says something like oh but I can't be with him until his destiny is until fulfilled his, and I'm like yeah, until his quest is done Black Bolt is just getting blue balled yeah, by he, destiny does he does he get a vote <laughs> yeah I can't be with you until your destiny is fulfilled and you're like uh nobody here can, is like that into destiny I can do two things <laughs> But he can't talk, so he can't speak up for himself. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny. It's it's another one of those weird contrivances of why two characters aren't like dating. Oh, so anybody with a destiny can't get their tongue out. Sucked. <laughs> oh, yikes! We'll cut that. I just wanted to say it. I, I think know. it's funny. That- <laughs> no, you you leave that. You in. leave it in, you criminal. You said <laughs> it. But yeah, so right after that. We move into this like three issue long Galactus storyline where we first meet Galactus and the Silver Surfer, uh, which I dug a lot. I don't know how you guys are feeling. The Silver Surfer stuff or the yeah. whole, the whole Galactus arc? Um, I think I think the whole thing I dug. I feel like given what happened in the previous Inhumans arc, um, I was a little sp- not spoiled like spoilers, but like I was spoiled to the Silver Surfer stuff. Because I, it's I, I'm completely turned off by random people falling through Alicia's roof. Mm. It's it's just too overused. Mm. You could you could even doing it once was kind of was kind of a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this whole thing. Uh, if you don't know, Silver Surfer after a, a, an initial fight with the thing falls right through the skylight of Alicia's apartment, Ben's girlfriend's apartment, and they have kind of a romantic encounter. Do they? Do they? <laughs> or does? <laughs> or does she the... see like a hurt, another hurt boy that she wants to help? Yeah, I don't like that. That means she doesn't it's, even like Ben. She's just a she's just Captain Savaho. That's I basically think, what she is. I think <laughs> I think that she I don't know. I got to give her the benefit of the doubt. I think she genuinely loves Ben and I think she genuinely feels pity for Norrin Rad, the Silver Surfer. Sorry, we don't know his real name yet. I just love that it's Norrin Rad. Um but he is he definitely falls for her in a weird way because he doesn't really understand human emotion yet. Uh and he doesn't really know what this means. He's, he say, he he says he feels beauty for the first time when looking at her. Um, <laughs> and and she teaches <laughs> him. Only, she teaches the only, him the ways of food. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, in in the sexist like charged language of these of these sexist or yeah, in the sexist language of these sixties comics. Yeah, the only true beauty is a woman who doesn't know she's beautiful. Right. Yeah, isn't that the fucking truth, though? God, I I hate that trope, but it is definitely happening. Um, the, <laughs> there, there's something about how 
she is like, look at this food and look at all these beautiful earth things. And he's like, like I can absorb this. Turn it to energy. Turn it to energy. Zoop, zoop, zoop. And he just zaps everything. <laughs> food is dumb. Have you tried lasers? <laughs> all your things are my energy. <laughs> She's like, I can fix him. I can fix him. Yeah. Yeah. God. More chicken. <laughs> the server demands chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so there's these dual plots of uh we should we should say it out loud right so the surfer shows up he's the herald of galactus so he sort of goes ahead to sort of spot out planets that might be good food for galactus and then signal him to show up it's interesting because in the future surfer is a much more tragic hero and yeah. in the not too far future as soon in the as not too far title. future it, yeah and in this in this a first appearance, he is a somewhat loyal subject to, to Galactus and yeah. regrets turning on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he feels bad. Uh, and, and it's unclear as to how much that's like, oh, he doesn't remember his past or like, oh, he's like totally let go of emotion or whatever it is. But right now he definitely feels like a robot that's slowly gaining sentience. Yeah. But yeah, so so there's these two plots where he is sort of being convinced by Alicia to like you know, protect the humans because humans are dope and have food and emotions and beauty and, and, and hot blind girls. And this other plot where the watcher is definitely, definitely still not watching. They should call him the interferer now. Mm -hmm. And he is helping the fantastic four try and have a way to stop Galactus because Galactus is basically insta unstoppable. And he arrives and starts prepping his giant robot straw to suck the earth dry. And I, I think, Later in incarnations, draw Galactus bigger. Right now, his it seems he's like normally he's just like, like I, I'm pretty sure he, tall. he. I'm pretty sure by the 80s, he like literally eats the planets. And, <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's, yeah. Big, he's much bigger later. He's significantly bigger. Yeah, and yeah, he's he's pretty tall, but he's like, uh, you know, the NBA would still let him play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you, and I guess I, I like this. It's interesting. We, we've talked about before that the Fantastic Four are at their best when the four are kind of sidelined and other characters are shining, um, and that's definitely happening here. Uh, most of the Fantastic Four just kind of have to wait and hope that about things Wyatt? are going to go well. No, but I will be talking about Wyatt soon. <laughs> I was just talking about like. The Watcher, Galactus, Silver Surfer, Alicia. Sure. Like, they're the ones moving things in this, you know, in this comic until Johnny returns from his, like, inner space vision quest to go get a MacGuffin gun. <laughs> uh, it is a MacGuffin gun. I actually really liked the the Watcher stuff and the way that it paired with Johnny Storm. Um, yes, he is an interferer. And so, and he's... I mean, whenever you see him, basically, it's because he's going to stop watching and start interfering. So there's a little bit of confirmation bias, to be fair. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, But no, right. I'm not, digging, I'm not never, digging on you. We never see him when he's just watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I was going to say was also, like, it feels real. It feels like somebody with a paycheck and a pension doing their best to help you out without, you know, losing, mm -hmm. losing their job. And... Yeah, I dig. Well, I, I dig that. I because he's he's part of. I mean, it's not a job. It's not a paycheck. But he is. He's part of some collective known as the Watchers. Um, right. Well, and you know, I guess. Oh, I didn't realize I guess, they were collective. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There's like a whole. It was like a whole group of Watchers that just oh. watch stuff and, and document the history of the galaxy and the universe. Um, but I guess to his credit. If I had the power to not just watch Buffy, but to jump into Buffy and tell her to dump Angel and get with Spike, I might be, be you know, I might want to find a way to do that. Jump into the TV and be like, I'm just supposed to watch this. This, but... is, this is bringing stream energy into the podcast. <laughs> you you would make her leave Dave, Angel from TV's Angel? David Boreanaz? David Boreanaz can do for better. A, for a Spike from TV's Nothing? <laughs> He was in the Dragon Ball movie. He's in the Dragon Ball Z movie. Shut the fuck up. Uh, he played yeah. Piccolo. God. 
Okay, but that sounds like he was in a in a nice uh, symphony. Nope. <laughs> no, he didn't play the was, piccolo. He it played was Dragon Ball Evolution. Piccolo. From now uh, Nick. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. The there's a there's an incredible thing that I really do want to just make sure that I say out loud, which is that. Wait, I want to the... stop you before you get to your new point. Are you saying uh, that you think that the Watcher watches Earth as like a fan and has his own yeah. like fan, and he I interferes do. when he wants people to fuck? Yes. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I love he it. Re- he has transcended fanfic and has realized that his shit can become real. His OTP can be real. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's fucking wild, Andy. <laughs> to think that there is this galactic space baby who is writing fanfiction of these real people and then popping into Earth to make it fucking happen. Yeah. That's yeah. How dare you? Yeah, his, his his Silver Surfer cross Alicia fic circled around the Watchers Union <gasps> like wildfire. And oh so my he God. had to step in and make it real. Watcher message boards and like <laughs> fanfic.watcher.gov. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No. God damn it. Uh, the thing has one of my favorite lines in the universe. Uh, where you, Rory, you had your zone line. This is this is right up my alley. This is nonsense. Uh, he's fighting a robot gizmo that Galactus brings down to uh, to waste time called the Punisher. No relation. And he has this one line that is just constant wild 60s-isms. He says, and to show you I ain't just whistling Dixie, here's mud in your eye, you creepy king-sized crumb bum. <laughs> and it's it's remember, incredible. Listen, remember when we talked about whether or not we would marry him because he's a dummy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> proof. That yeah. line is is proof. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Uh, that reminds me, uh, Johnny Storm goes full 60s, like way out of, like coloring way outside the lines for, for anything we've seen from him, I think. I remember um, this. Which which part? It's not just 60s. It's also some hack writing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's, so it is, uh, it's the Black Panther issue. Sure. And uh, Reed has just come to, to school to inform Johnny Storm he's back on the team. We're going to Wakanda. Yes. And, and Johnny Storm replies with, like, wow, brother-in-law, that's the gearist. <laughs> but look, can I bring my buddy Wyatt Wingfoot? He'll flip. <laughs> and then after all that terrible writing, it's not even done yet because Reed responds with, sure, Johnny. Yeah, why not? All those ideas sound good. <laughs> bring the civilian. Bring the civilian on a mission. Why the fuck not? Okay. Okay. But the this brings us to talking, This brings us to talking about the newest hunk on campus, Wyatt <laughs> Wingfoot, the thickest man to grace the pages of Marvel Comics. Hot. The rhinoceros in the rhinoceros in man's clothing. He's eight feet tall and is nothing but muscle. <laughs> Six feet wide, yes. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Oh my god! It is so good. And Johnny and Wyatt are having a lot of good times together. He's no isosceles triangle. He's obtuse. Yes. <sighs> uh, Johnny and Wyatt are our roommates now at college because Johnny has friends. finally started jo- college. Johnny's Johnny's uh, thrown <laughs> that in, whole, thrown that in whole with moment. a thickum. Hey God, wait! They say thickum. They literally say thickum. <laughs> But they, they do. It's totally in there. Like, it literally says, get this thickum. Okay, but that whole moment, that whole moment where the dean meets them, right? And the dean yeah, is yeah. like, ah, yes, the two boy hunks that I want to pair together in the dorms. Well, he's, got his own, he's got his own fanfic. He's taking an inspiration from the watcher. He's like, wait a minute, I can step in and do this? Yeah. I could just and- put two hot boys in the same room. <laughs> Right, and of course Johnny is like a piece of shit, and he just like daydreams the whole time. And the the dean obviously has something to say to both of them. And then they're leaving the room, and Johnny's like, "Oh wait, I didn't hear anything about this other dude. Oh well, let's live together." Like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> well, it's okay because Wyatt Wingfoot, the the Native American hunkster, 
is someone that looks he's just like immediately so trustworthy. He's like he's like Superman. It's just he doesn't have this powers. Is, they took it's, Superman it's from DC. So fun because <laughs> look, he's got all of the like embarrassing tropey, like he's a Native American who can listen to the ground and kind of yes, intuit what's yeah. going on. But they've com- they've combined that with his dad's an ex football player. So he's like He's got football powers and Indian powers and Indian magic, and it is awesome, <laughs> dude. I I love I love this treatment because they've made him they've made him the sexy jock, and it's not even a thing. It's just it's so funny, and he's so righteous. There's a there's a, a shitty football jock named what is it Whitey Whitey um it's I have not this. Bulger, but they're they're invoking Literally, that name. It's like yeah. Whitey. It's it's. Whitey Mullins. Mullins, yeah. Yeah, so uh he's Whitey Mullins is picking on Johnny at the at the cozy campus coffee shop, which is oh all spelled God. with spelled with three K's, you guys. Three not, K's. Yeah, thank I, you. Come on, come on. Don't do that. <sighs> Don't do that, please. But two K's is silly. Three K's is not silly. Not <laughs> silly at all. And as soon as they start, as soon as this this awful man starts picking on Johnny Wyatt, like fucking explodes and in the <laughs> same panel that he's like don't make fun of my friends and this other guy's like oh yeah what are you gonna do there's this one girl in the corner who goes oh look at those shoulders <laughs> and then the football coach shows up and he's like good lord how thick is this boy and it's just nonsense how much this comic is horny for wyatt and I know. it does not stop. And it's also trying it, it feels like it's also trying to ape Spider-Man like Johnny Storm is a sexy young superhero with everything in the world handed to him. He's uh-huh. not at all sympathetic and they're trying to make him out like some plighted, you know, some plighted uh-huh. nerd and it doesn't it doesn't play. So luckily well, they, that's the only couple panels we get of this of this uh right interaction. Yeah, the angle that they're the other angle they're trying to do that's sort of contradictory at the same time is they're trying to act like the other members of the team are tra- finally trying to treat him like a man because they see his like forlorn, like forbidden love story with Crystal the Inhuman and the his can't girlfriend's be trapped in a zone, so now he's a man. <laughs> they all <laughs> and say we can't it too. Do every about other that. every other character has a line about how oh you know what I think Johnny grew up today. Oh, I'd, I'll never see Johnny the same again. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, please, readers, please also you see him as a man now because we don't <laughs> we don't know what a to big do. Boy. <laughs> yeah. God. The the Galactus thing resolves, I guess, really quickly because uh, you know, Silver Server fights back and <laughs> actually it's it's really funny. Galactus is such a like a, a Chad in this moment. He's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's like, Well, you know what? I'm gonna go, but I'm not even mad about it because you know what? Emotions are lame. I don't even I don't even have emotions, so I'm not mad. I'm just gonna go. That's more incel energy than Chad energy. A little bit. You're right. You're right. He's Logic like a Ben Shapiro from friend. space. Yeah, he is a Ben Shapiro from space. <laughs> I'm, I'm, here, I'm here to drain your planet of all in, all elemental life. Your your lives are insignificant. I need to eat them for for my elemental powers. That's pretty good. Is Ben Shapiro Mandark? Are they the same? Oh, dude. Now that's that's a good one. That there needs to be fan art. If there's not already fan art of Mandark and Ben Shapiro together, there needs to be get on that right now. Yeah, all of our listeners who do fan <laughs> art, get, give me a Mandark Shapiro. Uh, aside from aside from just a, a, a casual mention, I want to make to Beard Richards, uh, where that that one oh, issue God, where Reed Richards yeah. didn't shave. Oh, so good. Uh, which that was a good time and then someone talked about his equipment it was a good time and was like Shane. they were like i wish i had reed's equipment and i was like ha, ha, ha i bet i bet <laughs> uh but unfortunately this this is this is a huge disappointment for me we we moved from the galactus arc right into the limpest introduction of black panther that i could imagine uh i don't know i don't know what i expected i didn't think it would be this sort of Empty, I guess. I don't know. What yes. do you guys think about it? It was limp and not nearly as offensive as I thought it was going to be. Oh, for sure, for sure. It could have gone. It could have been so much worse. Um, it. Yeah, I mean, it could have been worse, but was still so bad. 
Yeah, J- there's it, it, it's panel after panel of Ben being like, um, you're fucking <sighs> boring. Um, yeah, your dad died. I get it. I saw it on a movie once. I get it. Oh my god, it's so it's so weird how rude Ben is to all of these African people. Ben and, and was like so rude. And oh my god. Yeah, Black Panther's trying to tell the story of his origins, and he's like, I know, I've seen every jungle movie ever made. I know all about this. Yeah! It's like, ew, Ben, ew, come on. That's so gross and like, rude. Like, what, what a weird <laughs> character to write that coming out of. Like, I yeah. didn't feel like it fit, right? Yeah. It also, it also feels like a weird, like, fourth wall break in a way where it's like they're trying to apologize for how close the story they wrote is to a couple movies they saw, and they think that by mentioning it in the comic, they can kind of get points for it somehow. Like oh. they have they even have a line where Black Panther's like, "Yes, well, here's some something that's different from those movies you've seen." <laughs> and it's like, man, what, whatever. Who fucking cares if it's the same as a movie? Just do it good, do it well. Right? Like, have a fun story. They kind of fail. Um, yeah. So it it would appear Black Panther has. There's it's kind of a it's kind of a rehash of um fuck I always forget his name uh Craven uh mm. he's hunt he's hunting them for sport yeah but not really it, because by the end of the issue they're on the same team yeah it's really lame but I I I can appreciate the possibility that he's kind of isolated and they're powerful and ha- and he, he wants to test him he wants to test what you know what what Earth's got going on. <laughs> Yeah. First most powerful soldiers. <laughs> Earth's last chance to face the spiral zone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look up spiral zone. Have a good time on the internet, on the YouTubes. Um, <laughs> but I agree. Bla- the Black Panther thing, we, we basically, he fights them for an issue. Then we learn about his backstory for an issue. And then we fight his nemesis for, like, half an issue, kind of. Uh, Claw shows up. Claw, master of sound. Uh, yeah. who can make big animals out of sound somehow um but it's kind of it's mostly just nothing actually the the best thing that happens in all two all, all two the best thing that happens in both of these issues <laughs> is a, a it's like a family guy cutaway gag where we go take a look at what the inhumans are up to for a second and it's like uh. hey what are the what are the inhumans doing and it's like meanwhile and you just see karnak trying to karate chop the zone <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I don't think this is going to work, Karnak. It's like, yeah, you I can chop shot. diamonds. I can chop a zone. Yep. <laughs> no, you can't chop the zone, Karnak. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> I'm chopping the zone. Is, what's he doing? Is he chopping the zone? He's chopping the zone. I don't know what to tell him. <laughs> uh, it's so fucking stupid. And then we come back to this, like, just boring ass Black Panther plot. I was like, no, let me just have a whole issue of Karnak's chops. Oh my God, I would read a Karnak comic. <laughs> Fuck yeah. The whole, the whole issue is just like 19 pages of him staring at someone and then one page of him doing <laughs> the perfect chop. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who do you think the watcher pairs him up with? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Molten Man, maybe. <gasps> Stop, that's the perfect pairing. <laughs> How does one chop a man of pure molten gold? How does one find the weakness of a slippery boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hits just slip right off. Yeah, you'll find Karnak. I'm too I'm too wet to hit. <laughs> this is nothing. Oh no! <laughs> uh, uh, give me, give me that, give me that. Fuck, Mary, kill. Oh, okay, all right. Is that the, is that, that time already? There's nothing else you want to talk about? I don't know that there is, honestly. I so wait before we go into that. I did okay, have okay, two do it, do it. two things. Two things about the last Fantastic Four we read, Fantastic Four fifty three. It's a wall. It. I have decided okay. it's a wall of shame. Oh, um, okay. Good. Issue because there's a lot of comments when they start dancing. When oh they, God! When the, that's when right. the yeah, tribe the does like their friendship. dance, yeah, it's gross. And 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 it was that whole section is gross and goes on the wall of shame. We yep. don't talk about it more than that. It's disgusting. Yep, yep absolutely. Um, and then there's one weird, really weird dig at Johnny about Crystal, and it it sort of like happens out of nowhere where like nothing else is happening, and they're all walking away, and someone like literally just calls Johnny out about Crystal. I was like, oh, that's. Well, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> no, that's the weird thing with the whole crystal subplot is it's hard to tell how much is meant to be just a teen in love and how much they're kind of massaging a storyline and that, that wasn't properly established. Right. You know, as the months go on, you're like, well, we can say after it's been six issues, you're like, well, we can say they've been dating. You know, this, should, this yeah. comic only comes out once a month, it, you know. Right. Exactly. <sighs> okay. And so for the Fuck, Mary Kill, I have another thing that I wanted to try. I was thinking of an intro. Oh, okay. okay. And so this is our <laughs> intro. Are you ready? ready? Yes. Welcome, folks, to our Fuck, Mary Kill segment where you have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who's the one. <laughs> <laughs> is that anything? Do you like it? It's pretty blue, but I don't hate it. <laughs> All right. So today's fuck Mary Kill. We're talking about names. Okay. Our okay. theme is our theme is names. Mm. Some real good, sweet and salty names for you. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. So the first name is obviously P. Parker Esquire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Followed by Norman G. Fester. Yes. Okay. And the third one is the Cozy Campus Coffee. <laughs> okay, we kill the Cozy Campus Coffee straight out, straight away. No, no vamping on that one. No vamping. No. Kill you Cozy want, Campus Coffee. You want? You want? Let me. You want? Let me do do a little do a little bit about this. No, do it. Do it. I'm ready for your bit. Sorry, I'm empty. My tank's empty on that one. I <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Now. Hmm. Norman, what, what is it? Norman, Norman G. Fester. G. Fester. Norman, Norman G. Fester. Norman G. Fester and, and P. Parker Esquire. Yeah. Now here's the interesting thing. These are both not good, and we had to kill the KKK. So now we're kind of left with... <laughs> we're left with two suboptimal choices, which is I fun. agree, yeah. Okay, that, that, that does make it more interesting. I think... I would fuck Norman G. Fester because that's I know. Get it out of the way, right? One and done. You don't have to live with him. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, Hang on. okay. You have yeah. to be named the thing for the rest of your life, right? <laughs> so we're taking. So, so we're taking the the name of whoever we marry. Yeah, you have to take. You have to take the name of... Well, hang on. Whoa, whoa. Okay, turn it around on me, Andy. <gasps> I didn't even think that by marrying someone, you change the name sometimes. Oh, right? okay. Oh, oh, interesting. So, you so, can, you so can this, become... could be Nor- this could be Norm- Norman G. Is it Norman or Norton? I don't Norman, know. Norman. Norman. It, it could be Norman G. Davison. You know, oh. takes your name <laughs> would, would p parker keep the esquire if he took my name i think so i'm pretty sure he still he still gets to keep his law degree p okay, davison esquire is a good fucking name oh. i i have to tell you i have to tell you something that's really embarrassing uh i've never looked it up and i've never asked anyone and i've always just sort of faked it what the fuck does esquire mean I don't know. It's like it's a <laughs> it's a it's a it's a lawyer. You're a knight squire, right? It's it's what you get when you're when you're a knight squire. Oh, you are a squire. I think a squire. I think, it's, I think it's from that uh, that terminology. But an esquire is a lawyer. Interesting. It has a North American meaning and a historical meaning. The historical meaning is in training for knighthood. Mm, wow. Okay, well, thank you for filling in a, a, a sort of empty, an empty hole in my brain. <laughs> um, I think... Why don't you fill our holes with your answer? <laughs> I think that I have to fuck P. Parker. Okay. Interesting, and he marries faster. You marry Fester. He, he, he marries the the meteor guy who's always going off to sniff meteor farts. Ah, <laughs> uh, meteor farts. They call it meteor <laughs> meteor farts Fester. Well, okay, but it's it's kind of like you know we talked about, we've, we've talked about how you want to marry down. I don't want to marry somebody who's an esquire and then feel like fucking ins- like insignificant my whole rest of my life. Like I'm not an esquire, <sighs> especially it's, not Spider Man. <laughs> So I guess what I'm saying is that I have a, t- a very small ego, very fragile Remember how ego. we're all a big fans of Mary Down? <laughs> <laughs> Remember how it's... <laughs> In the fiction of the podcast. <laughs> In the fiction of the podcast, we're all fans of marrying down. 
and I'd make and I'd make Norton take I'd make Norman take my my last name because I'm not going to. You said make him take my middle name. <laughs> I won't take your name. You You're won't take Norman my name, but Eric you will take Fester. you will take my fucking middle name. You don't want to be Fester Davison. That's two last names, Shane. What are you doing? <laughs> Fester hyphen Davison. You're oh, okay, okay. Look, yeah. this has gotten incredibly out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you choose, Shane? Oh, so my last name is Smith, right? Yeah. So it, it becomes P. Smith or Norman G. Smith. And I think Norman G. Smith sounds fucking awesome. Sure. Norman G. Smith. Yeah. Right. So I marry I marry the Norman G. also. All right. Um, I have an extra credit fuck Mary Kill for you guys. Oh, oh shit. Okay. I'm ready. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So your choices are the little green alien tentacle robot. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you thought okay. I was going for that, didn't you? You thought I would. Okay. J. Jonah alien. Jameson, the spider hugging robot, tentacle robot. With also tentacle robot, yes. Also, mm-hmm. Or straight up talk Hawk, dude. Oh. oh so many tentacles. <laughs> Damn. No. You're getting hugged. Fuck. Okay. I I will. Oh, God. How do you. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) How do you choose between three. Between three perfect choices? (laughs) Well, okay. It's like I'm I'm more thinking about like which do I want to spend my the rest of my life with one shitty guy's face, one shitty guy's whole shitty body, or a, one that doesn't talk. Oh, I think I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you tell me. Oh, the shitty body. Oh, you marry you marry Doc Ock. Yeah. No, so. I, I kill him. I'm kill so Doc excited Ock. to kill him. One, just one shot through the dome. Just <laughs> done. All right, you kill Doc Ock. Rory marries Doc mm-hmm. Ock. I I think I have to kill Doc Ock as well, but I okay. will I will marry J. Jonah Jameson. Oh robot. no, I killed the J. Jonah Jameson. I can't do it. I can't do that robot. I think I kill that robot too. <laughs> I I kill the chubby penguin robot. <laughs> and then you marry that other one. You know what I'm saying? You marry the fun little alien boy. <laughs> oh my god. For fuck's sake. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been another wonderful issue of the Infinite Backlog, issue ten of the Infinite Backlog, and uh, in in the in the ever the ever increasing awkwardness of a search for a sign off, uh, I will do I will do another I'll do a word in the words of Stan Lee, wherever you go, whatever you do, whatever befalls, this we say to you: you must not miss the next issue of the Infinite Backlog. Bye. 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 Bye.